Hi, good morning. Hope you're okay. Everything's good with you. Enjoying this lovely weather, hey? It's, um, it's great, isn't it, really, just to get out there in the sunshine and enjoy it. And uh, yeah, so brilliant. Yeah, lovely to be with you again this morning. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. And um, trust that you, yeah, things going okay with you. And just going to read to you as we start this morning from a well-known scripture, the one that we often go to, sort of Bible verse for many of us, um, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside quiet waters, he restores my soul. Need your soul restoring, then the Lord is the one to do it for you. He guides me in paths of righteousness, he shows us the right direction to walk in life for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Lord, we just want to say thank you this morning that you are the God who calls us into the place of green pastures, into that place where you feed us. Lord, will you lead us from one place of nutrition to another, spiritually speaking. And God, we just want to pray this morning that as we gather together, Lord, we'll know that you're with us. We'll know your presence. We'll know your blessing. And Holy Spirit, that you would speak into each of our hearts and encourage us today. Lord, wherever we are this morning, Lord, let us feel connected, Lord. Let us know that you're with us in your manifested presence. We love you, God. We think you're amazing. Amen. Brilliant. Okay, well, we're going to worship together. Let's just sing to God, tell him how wonderful he is uh, in some of these beautiful songs that the team have prepared for us.
ways of what they think you're like but I've heard the tender whisper of love in the dead of night and you tell me that you're pleased and I'm never alone you're a good good father
Awesome, hey, so good, so good. It's just great to just worship God, isn't it, hey? Well, you see, Wendy's with me now, so um, Wendy's going to read the scriptures to us in just a few moments, and um, it's nice to not be on my own in here. So, <laughs> um, Yeah, so just a couple of notices before she, she does um, read the scriptures to us. Um, just to um, mention to you that um, on the 27th of June, we will start having um, in-person um, worship again at Chalkstone um, on a Sunday morning, and then we'll be doing that um, every other week. So, um, I mean, it's just looking forward to that, really, aren't we? It'd be so great just to be able to be together. But we're not quite sure still just what the expectation is going to be on us in terms of social distancing. Um, appreciating that um, at the moment things are looking a little bit uncertain. We should find out this week. Uh, so once we hear, we'll then sort of like let you know the mechanisms for that, whether you have to book in or what have you. But we should be able to get more people in than we did before. Um, and what we would really love to do is after worship as well, you know, we're allowed to meet in groups of up to 30 outside. Um, and so if you bring your own picnic um, afterwards, we'll meet on the field or in the backyard there. Um, some folks just recently, you know, did a little bit of um, uh, gardening and weeding and stuff outside for us, getting getting the back. Um, so getting the sentence looking all great outside. So um, and thank you to all of you that did that, by the way. Um, so yeah, so uh, on the 27th we will be. Now obviously if you're still not keen to be in that environment um, and that's still not for you yet, then that is fine, perfectly fine. We will stream the service uh, and you'll be able to watch online as well. So watch this space, but exciting, eh? It'd be really great just to, to sort of get back in that direction, won't it? Um, but obviously as we're sort of thinking about that as well, um, I've also just been praying about sort of thinking what are some of the things we've been learning over the last year and, and just wanting to sort of, if you like, ha have a sense of us being able to sort of be united together and to sense our unity. And unity is firstly spiritual, isn't it? Um, and, and been thinking about the book of Acts, Acts chapter 1 over the last few months, haven't we? And, 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 and from that really... Um, I've just sort of carried forward over the last few weeks this idea that we gather together in our unity around uh, around corporate prayer and around the Word of God, around the Scriptures. Uh, and so over the next few weeks, just really want to encourage us to um, not think that you know gathering together again is going to create our unity, but just to recognise that our unity comes from praying together and reading together. <laughs> like they did at the book of Acts and in that moment they were waiting they were waiting for the coming of the Holy Spirit we're waiting for whatever life is going to look like post pandemic aren't we we're waiting to look like what church is going to be like for us and so in that period of waiting let's be like them uh, to gather around the word and gather around prayer together uh, and so in our connect groups going to be giving at least you know half an hour to pray for more of the Holy Spirit's anointing that we might share Jesus but more of the gifts of the Holy Spirit to be praying that we'll know what church should look like going forward that we will just be the people that God wants us to be uh, and to be praying that we'll know what our response should be and, and to be desperately calling upon God for that now that said because we're going to be doing more of that sort of thing I also encourage you to reconnect with your couplets that you had earlier in the year when we had that month of praying and um, and and so in that sense you know we've we've sort of feel that the uh, Monday night and the Thursday lunchtime prayer meetings have, have run their course uh, and so we won't be doing that from this week and we'll be encouraging you to pursue praying together in connect groups or with your friends or in your family or or you know or, or with your couplets or all of the above or whatever it may be what you think you can do and I put more on you than is reasonable and um, and yeah really encourage you just to um, to do that and also as of tomorrow we're going to start this uh, reading program which is just oh, I don't want to call it a program but a gathering around the word together from the gospel of Luke um, Luke chapter one tomorrow so a chapter a day and my encouragement for you is to read uh, to journal just jot down what you feel that that passage says to you or what God has revealed to you through it uh, and then in our connect groups we'll get opportunity to discuss though what we've been learning so you know if you if your connect group is Tuesday night this week you'll have probably only read two chapters then the following week you'll have read seven so um, and just bring your thoughts to it and then your connect group leaders will facilitate discussions around that and um, and just to mention as well in, in deeper as well we're going to on each Sunday now going to be just looking into an aspect or some aspects of Luke at a deeper level as well um, as well so we're going to 
dig into Luke and just see. You know, Luke's gospel um, opens up areas that for us that the other gospels don't you know talks more about the disadvantaged talks more about uh women in, in luke's we talks more about prayer uh, sometimes talks more about the ministry of the holy spirit and you might just as you read it just pray each day lord what do you want me to see in this that's going for to change my life what do you want me to see in this for my friends and family what do you want me to see in this for church you know and just ask the holy spirit to be highlighting and speaking to you as you work through that so I trust that God speaks to us through all, all of that. Hey, brilliant! And just one more note, it's just to say as well. For coffee after um, Zoom, after um, online services, probably run its course now. We're in the summer months; you're all cracking and itching to get on with other things afterwards. So, as of today, we won't be doing. We won't have um, coffee afterwards. Um, but um, I, you know, if you want to ring somebody up and have coffee with them over the phone or over Zoom, you go for it. You know, that's really brilliant. So enough from me for a few moments and um, we're going to be thinking about the parable of the sower today and I've got some thoughts that are really on my heart to share this morning. Um, so I thought it'd be great if you, if you, if, if Wendy could come and read. So hi Wendy, how are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Very yeah, good, yeah. brilliant, okay, lovely. Do you want to read to us then? Yeah, so I'm reading from Mark chapter 4 and um, in my Bible it says, Parable of the Farmer Scattering Seed. Once again, Jesus began teaching by the lake shore. A very large crowd soon gathered around him. So he got into the boat. Then he sat in the boat for a while while all the people remained on the shore. He taught them by telling many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seed. As he scattered it across his field, some of his seed fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plant soon wilted under the hot sun and since it didn't have deep roots, it died. Other seed fell among the thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plant so that they produced no grain. Still other seed fell on fertile soil and they sprouted, grew and produced a crop that was 30, 60 and even hundred times as much has been planted. Then he said, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Later, when Jesus was alone with the 12 disciples and with the others who were gathered around, they asked him what the parables meant. He replied, you are permitted to understand the secret of the kingdom of God, but I use parables for everything I say to outsiders so that the scriptures might be fulfilled. When they see what I do, they will learn nothing. When they hear what I say, they will not understand. Otherwise they will turn to me and be forgiven. Then Jesus said to them, if you can't understand the meaning of this parable, how will you understand all the other parables? The farmer plants seed by taking God's word to others. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once and take it away. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represent others who hear God's word. But all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life the lure of wealth and the desire for other things so no fruit is produced and the seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce of a harvest of 30 60 or even a hundred times as much as has been planted brilliant thank you Wendy excellent Do you want to pray for us yeah Lord God, we just um, commit this word to you, Lord God. Help us to understand it. Um, help, help us to understand your heart and your ways. Um, and just fill Paul with your Holy Spirit and, and wisdom and anointing as he um, expands it and um, teaches us from it. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Brilliant. Thank you. You're going to go or you're going to stay there? <laughs> she hates just sitting there while I'm talking. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant okay let me just get my my um camera a little bit straighter that's brilliant okay thank you 
Well, okay, yeah, so I just felt I'd, be, I'd like to share a few thoughts from, um, uh, I'm gonna just move my microphone if that's all right, because I'm gonna bash it where it is. If you can just hold for one second. I'm gonna put this up here, because it feels more comfortable. And you like me being comfortable, don't you? I hope that's all right, brilliant. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Yes, yeah, so um, let me just get my notes here. And um, fantastic, yeah. So, parable of the sower. Just like a few few thoughts, I just really wanted to share today with you from um, the parable of the sower, and just to, um, I just somehow it sort of speaks into our current situation. I think really, as we're thinking about coming out of lockdown, whether we're gathering together, it's been a year or year plus now, hasn't it, really? And I guess, you know, a year on in now, I just, I just want to ask you the question, because really the parable of the sower, um, I used to read it as something that was about a fatalistic way of, you know, the way the gospel works. You know, you'll, some people will lose it, some people will get it, so others won't. But as, 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 as um, the days, as years have gone on, I've, I've thought about this many times over this parable. It's rich, rich, deep um, teaching from Jesus. And, and I think that what it actually really is about, it's about... Um, talking to us about the condition of the soil. And it seems to me that when he's talking about the condition of the soil, he particularly has in view the condition of our hearts. And so I guess I really want to start this morning by asking just a, a, a simple question, really, which is, how's your heart doing today? How's your heart? And I'm not talking about your physical heart. I'm talking about the soil of your spiritual heart how's it doing you know we're a year on in and for some of us maybe our heart sort you know our spiritual soil our heart feels great some of us maybe it's a bit deplenished maybe i don't know but how's your heart this morning how's it how you doing you know wendy and i we know we moved um moved home about three and a half years ago now and we moved into this big house. It's got lots of different things that you know do around the place. And and where we lived before, we had like a nice little vegetable patch out the back garden, you know. And um, and we got that little patch growing, you know. I think you all got fed up with me talking about it. I suddenly thought I'd become Percy Thrower or or whoever the the the, the new sort of uh, Charlie Dimmock or whatever it is the the, the um, uh, gardening person is these days, gardening celebrity. Um, and, it, and the stuff just grew really well, you know, just threw it in the ground, away the leaks went. And, and I just thought that when we moved to this new place, that it would be the same, you know, we just put, so I put a few raspberry plants in and nothing happened, you know. We planted 100 leeks last year and they all died. <laughs> you know, we, 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 I mean, I don't know whether we're just a disaster when it comes to plant and to gardening, but you know, it, it just didn't go very well. We built a little raised bed over here and put them, and they, they struggled. And, and what we found was that actually the assumption that you just put the seed in the ground that it would go um, wasn't a great one. And, and I came to the conclusion in the end, I know there's the, the, it matters where you put it in relation to the sunshine and you have to water it, water it and all that sort of stuff. But also the, the quality of the soil was not as good. Um, and there's other things here that are drawing from the soil that we didn't have before, like, you know, hedges and things. And, and, and whatever it may be, I, we had to work on the soil that we planted. And, and so this year, we've, you know, we managed to get a few things in the ground and we've built some raised beds and I bought a little bit of extra soil and, and I've used some compost that we've made over the last uh, year and a half or so. And, 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 you know, the leeks are thriving now, you'll be happy to hear. <laughs> and some of the plants are doing well. And, and, and it mattered where we planted it and how we cultivated the, 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 the vegetables and the, and the plants that we've got. And so this morning, I just want to come back to that question again, you know, how's your soil? How's your heart? And it seems to me that this parable is about Jesus challenging us about how our heart is, about how we, what's, how we cultivate the soil of our heart in relation to the seed that he plants. You see, the seed that Jesus plants, he teaches us, is, is good in its own right. And in the right soil, the seed will grow. And it will grow disproportionately. It will grow into, uh, you know, into... Um, um, let me just show a little... little um, par a little... Uh, sorry, I'm... Sorry, I've lost my, um, my slide that I had in front of me, which was all very well. 
See, Jesus talked about a number of a process in, uh, in, in terms of the way that he talks about this. He talks about the, the parable of the sower that has to do with preparation and planting. But then he also talks about how the seed uh, has a strength all of its own. And even though we don't see it under the ground, you know, whatever else, it, you know, we, it grows and, and we have to patience. Um, and eventually, that, if it's the seed of the kingdom, it will produce a mega harvest. But we're not going to get to that harvest and we're not going to get to that growth unless we've cultivated our hearts. So anyway, you've got the point then really, haven't you? And um, so in this parable, and, I'm, and I, some of you remember me sharing this uh, on a New Year's message 2018. And, um, and I spoke from this particular passage on that, on that day and talked around the, and we cultivated the, um, the, the, the um, phrase for that following year about needing to sow where we want to grow. So where we want to grow. And, and so I suggested to you that there was four types of heart that we see here in this parable. There's the hard heart, where the seed is planted and it's just easily lost. There's the shallow heart, where there is no depth and it doesn't last when the storms of life come. Then there's the stifled heart and then there's the fruitful heart. And of course, we all want to be the fruitful heart, don't we? We all want to be. But I hazard a guess that most of us live the majority of our life in the stifled heart place. Some of us make it through the shallow heart, but, you know, at times we're all in the hard heart. Now, <coughs> excuse me, the reason for talking about this, this last year has probably had an impact on, on most of us, really. You know, I've thought back over the last year and to be honest with you, there were some things, I, mean, I don't know if you remember some of the conversations I had a year ago and, or some of the messages that I shared at the beginning of this pandemic and I said, you know, you're probably going to have more time on your own in lockdown and you might want to cultivate a new skill and, and some of you may have done that and for, rest of it, and for others of us, we may, have, we may have actually intended to do quite a lot or find, but actually just found that this mystical pressure or, or, or life was difficult and actually when we look back at the last year and we find ourselves thinking oh it's been tougher than I thought and we haven't got there and and so maybe there's some there's some um if you like uh some restoring and some and some facing some reality that is necessary for us because going forward we've all got to think about how we are going to cultivate what God calls us to and we mustn't let any disappointments or whatever like that cripple us as we as we move forward and so that's why one of the reasons I want to think a little bit about that today and so when Wendy read that parable and as I and as I've asked the question how's your heart this morning I wonder which one connected with you are you in the hard heart stage this morning you know and we're all in this place sometime in our life you know sometimes different moments in our lives we find ourselves in that place and you see the hard heart is cultivated by the word Sorry, it's expressed. The hard heart is typified as expressed by the word no. It's the word, it's the, it's the heart that when God sows a seed into our life because he wants something to grow in us, our immediate response is to say to God, no. Or something even less polite. <laughs> and we're all there at different points in our lives. And, and sometimes that comes out of a feeling of being let down. Sometimes it comes out of a place of, of anger or apathy. It comes out of a place where we say, God, you did not come through for me. Or it comes out of a place where we say, you know, I've been through all this times that I just do not have time, God, for you to take me forward anymore. And, and, and our response is to be the one that immediately says, when you speak to me, God, the answer is no. And I wonder whether any of us are in that place right now where anger prevails. Or apathy prevails, where we just say, no, it's not the way it's going to be. And if that's you today, listen, on things I'm saying today, I'm going to say some strong things in what I'm saying today, but none of it comes from a place of judgmentalism or, or a harshness or wanting to, you know, knock anybody back. It comes from a loving spirit that wants to say, let's face the facts and cultivate the soil and move forward. Maybe for some of us, we're in that place where the shallow soil, where we feel that things have sprung up and, 
and then the pressures come on. My word, we've had some pressure, haven't we? Some storms of life, you know, and, and, and we all get them at different seasons of the life. But we've had that collectively at the moment where, where the pressure has come. You see, there's something about if you don't put the work to push the root, to get the roots down, things ain't going to survive. You know, as we've taken on this new garden here, there is actually some plants that they just seem to survive whatever, you know, and you do get some that do that. We've got, you know, Jack, you know, he lives in our annex here. You know, he, he, um, he's our uh, get rid of tree roots guy. You know, he just seems to enjoy it as a little bit of a, something to do, you know, and, uh, and as a bit of an exercise at the end of the day. And, 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 you know, there was a tree we got rid of out here. He dug it up and, and we threw it in a bin, you know, an old pot somewhere and the thing's still growing you know with no earth and just padded earth around it you know um and and it's, so but for, for most most plants they need don't they to get their roots down deep and we need that as christians we need to get our roots down deep so getting our roots down deep how do we cultivate that you know we we get our roots down deep by getting deeper into our relationship with jesus because at the end of the day it's not about just practices it's about relationship this stuff isn't it but cultivating depth takes time, doesn't it? And it takes effort and it takes patience. And in the spiritual journey, I think we cultivate depth. Now, now in one sense, what we're talking about by getting our roots down is about saying that we're part of a community of people, a church, a local church, a body of church, and, and we get cultivating. But it's also about getting our, our roots down deep. And, and we cultivate that, I would suggest to you, by spiritual disciplines. Now, of course, that expression, you know, scares us straight away. Um, what, what do I mean by spiritual disciplines? About spiritual practices that help to cultivate depth in our life. And if we cultivate those things, they help us to stand when tough seasons come, when storms of life come our way. Um, I like this little, um, this one way of looking at spiritual disciplines that we got from a, book by, uh, a little book by Richard Foster. Um, there's a little quote actually in one of his books, that in, in, um, in his book, Spiritual Disciplines, that I really love at the start of it, which says, superficiality is the curse of our age. Doctrine of instant satisfaction is a primary spiritual problem. The desperate need today is not for a greater number of intelligent people or gifted people, but for deep people. And in that sense, you know, spiritual disciplines help us. And, and he talks about inward, outward and together disciplines. Inward dis meditation, by the way, is not like emptying your mind like some Eastern meditation. It's about chewing the cud, like a cow chews the grass. It's about thinking and deepening our thinking and, and uh, on the, on, the, on on what we're learning. And the big, the you know, so it's about cultivating all of those practices in our life. But the big two I always suggest are prayer and study, prayer and Bible reading. And those are the two things that I want to cultivate in us as a community over the next couple of months. When we keep a practice of regular prayer and reading the scriptures, we are cultivating depths and they will help you. To, you know, who, who, who what, what Christian, what feels like praying and reading every day? Sometimes you just feel too worn out or busy or whatever. You think, oh, I'll get round to it and you don't. And every time we neglect that, we stop building depths into our lives you know I have times when I just don't and I feel too tired or I can't be bothered or whatever it is and you know I say well actually I'm still going to read a portion of scripture today I'm still going to pray today and kick those disciplines in now I don't have time to really unpack how we get into those deeper but so, you might be strong in those areas right now or you might have let them slip the last year and if you have no condemnation, no regret, just say sorry to Jesus and start cultivating them again. Because it might be that you found yourself not back and not been cultivating those. You might feel that those two things are strong. Well, why not cultivate another discipline right now? Why not cultivate a discipline of, of service or of, or of worship or of study, whatever it may be, cultivate another discipline. But as we cultivate spiritual disciplines, we cultivate the depth of our soul. And then, you know, the next one that um, he talks about here is, um, let me just get my notes up, um, is the stifled heart. Now, this is the one that many of us, the anxieties of life, the deceitfulness of wealth or the desire for other things. Oh, goodness. 
You know, I'm really glad that over the last year we've managed to increase our capacity to talk about mental health. That, that's a good thing, you know, that we, we're more willing to share, we're willing to talk about it, we're more willing to remove, we're looking to remove the shame of the conversation. And, and for some of us, you know, anxiety is, is more than just feeling a little bit worried about something. For some of us, anxiety can just be so consuming, can't it? We all suffer anxiety in one way or another, but for some it overtakes. I'm glad that we started to have the conversations that say, you know, let's talk about it, let's support one another, let's help one another. And so, in one sense, some of us have found the soil of our life has not been growing in quite the same way because, you know, just worry of what's going to be tomorrow, what will tomorrow bring. And yet Jesus tells us, don't be anxious about tomorrow. You know, tomorrow has enough to, you know, think about today, you know, in terms of our relationship with him. And, 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 and he calls us to cast our burdens upon him and, and to walk with him and to discover his yoke and his burden and his and, and, and so there is a pathway through it. Some of us I appreciate do need to, you know to get external help or to talk to our GP in, in some of those things but let's not let them remove the priority, the priority even as you're walking through anxiety keep talking to Jesus eh? Don't think that having anxiety means that you, Jesus is not interested in you. Or when you're going through a difficult stage of mental health that, that Jesus is not. Just whisper if that's all you can do and do it often. Keep him in the conversation because he's not rejecting you as you walk through that. And if any of us have swallowed that line, the isolation of lockdown and the isolation of things that we've gone through in the last year, that our anxiety has increased or a feeling of, of uh, Jesus wouldn't want us because of the way we are, let me silence that lie for you. Let's walk, walk, walk towards the way out of that. The deceitfulness of wealth, you know, that's a big subject in itself, but thinking that wealth will make life well. So many people have discovered that's not true. You know, um, live first for Jesus and then let that stuff happen if it happens. Eh? If you're going to be wealthy, be Christ-like with it. <laughs> you know, if that's going to be, if God's going to give you lots of and make sure that in this season you're mindful of the needs of others if you've got that little bit extra. And the desire for other things, just wanting anything other than Jesus to be your primary passion. Lots we could talk about in those things. But if that resonates with you, that somehow or another, that in, in this last year you found that you've just wanted something else other than Jesus as your primary passion, then maybe today just take a pause and say, hey. You see, I think we live three quarters Christianity in this bracket with a stifled heart. We're living like everybody on the outside would see us as a Christian, maybe even a strong Christian. But actually underneath we know that there's other things that are more important to us. It can be addictions, can be in all sorts of things. It can just be, you know, something else you want more than Jesus. I don't really want to unpack that too much today. but And you found that that's crept in even more in the last year. See, Jesus actually says to us, if we seek him first and his kingdom, all this other stuff comes anyway, but it comes in a better package. If I want Jesus, if I seek Jesus as my primary love, then I'm a better husband. <laughs> I'm a better father, I hope. I hope. Because I come with a different package. I come with a different package. And then there's the fruitful heart. That's where we all want to be, isn't it? And if you feel you're in that place, then just persevere, won't you? Because some things are going to come your way to try and stifle it. Try and stifle those things. So, the parable of the sower, how's your heart today? I want to say to you, if in any of those senses that you felt that your heart's hard or stifled or shallow today, that's not the end of the story. I'm looking forward to the adventure that God's going to take us on. But I know that for each of us, there is a call to cultivate our hearts. You might remember this little um, prayer that I put forward at the beginning of 2008 that I think perhaps still is helpful now. A prayer towards fruitfulness. Lord, show me and help me to overcome any hardness of heart towards you. Lord, help me to add depth to my life so that I can withstand the battles of life. Lord, help me to overcome my anxieties. Help me not to be deceived by wealth. Lord, help me 
to only desire that which is within your will for my life. And I think those still, still those five prayers can serve us well. How's your heart today? I'm going to listen to a song by um, Nicola. You can sing with her or you can just let the Holy Spirit speak to you. I believe this is a season in which the Holy Spirit wants to pour out more of his uh, first quenching anointing and blessing upon our lives. As we are in this season of waiting and preparing and empowering and deepening. And just let this prayer be a prayer that you pray. Let's let this song be a prayer. And if any of the thoughts I've shared today have really connected with you, speak to the Lord and ask him. If you're somebody today who's had a hard heart, then just say sorry. Hey? Just say, God, I'm really sorry for my anger. Help me to work this through. If you're somebody today who's in that place where you think, actually, I'm not deep enough in my walk with God, think about adding a spiritual discipline to your life. If you're somebody who is in that place where you feel stifled, well actually maybe there's some pruning that's needed to remove the weeds and the thorns. And so give Jesus that permission to come and to prune some of those things that maybe are stifling you and holding you back. If you're in the place of a noble heart, then persevere. Lord Jesus, come we pray. Help us to be the best version of ourselves that we can be.
Beautiful, eh? Beautiful. Mm. Thank you, Lord. With that thought in mind, let's, um, every, you know, everything lives where the river runs. Let's just pray, shall we? Let's just pray for some things. And um, if you've got some prayer requests, just please do put them on the, um, on the chat. And um, we'll pray. Thank you, Shay. We'll, we will pray for Carl's mum. Um, COVID is really hitting Africa now, isn't it? And uh, we pray for our friends, family, brothers and sisters, you know, in, in Africa at the moment. And appreciate you pray for Emmanuel, Emmanuel Kalimala. You probably heard me talk about him, one of my oldest friends. And he's in his 60s. He's, he's quite ill with COVID as well in Uganda. We could pray for him today I think that would be great as well um, and other people that you know I've heard from Osman this week and he was just saying you know lots of people around where he's staying have passed away even in, in that area so if we can just be praying I think that would be really really great okay so Father we just thank you Lord thank you just where you are just to offer some words of thanks to God just say thank you to God mm. thank you Lord Jesus Lord Jesus, anybody that comes to your mind, just as you're, wherever you are, garden, living room, whatever, just wherever you are, just lift up to God, anybody that comes to mind, just pray what you saw in your heart. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. Lord, we just look to you for all those prayer requests that are flowing before your throne now, Lord. Everything lives where the river runs. Lord, we think of that river, that image of the river of life flowing from heaven down to the earth, the healing of the nations. And Lord, we need your healing of the nations in these days, Lord. We need you to heal our fractured world, Lord, our suffering world, Lord. We, we pray, Lord Jesus, for your intervention around the world we thank you that vaccination programs are working but lord we pray for an acceleration around the world lord of of um uh, of this vaccination we thank you lord for this week for commitment lord from richer nations to give to those that are less empowered lord and we pray for that to happen and to happen quickly lord lord we lift up some of our friends lord overseas lord we pray for carl's mum we pray lord for you to heal her and for her to get all the treatment that she needs lord we pray for, Os uh, for we pray for um, Osman and his family. You keep them safe, Lord. We pray for um, uh, uh, Emmanuel, Lord. We pray, oh God, for you to heal him and protect him and his family, Lord Jesus. Uh, we pray for Kerry, Lord, and um, uh, Lord. We pray for Lord Jesus for her mental health, Lord, and and Lord, just thank you that she's so much better, Lord. Just pray your blessing there. We pray, God, upon her, Lord. Lord, we pray for those G7 leaders that, Lord, decisions that will have longevity will be made and that will do our planet good and that will be good for us, Lord, around the world, Lord. We pray for those who make decisions on our behalf for you to bless them, Lord. And we pray for us as a church, Lord, that you will help us to be what we're meant to be. And God, we pray as we enter into this season which we're called waiting to build on our sense of unity around the word and in prayer. But Lord, that together, Lord, we will know a new sense of empowerment. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters this morning for a release of spiritual gifts in their lives, Lord. I pray for some of us this week to get words from you that will just speak into situations where there is a need for the river of life to flow, God. The river from heaven, that word, that now word of that, Lord, for words of encouragement where people need a word of wisdom or an encouragement, Lord. And Lord, we pray, God, for release. Lord, we pray for release of gifts of healing, God. Lord, for insights of knowledge, Lord, we pray. Oh, God, for the miraculous. Lord, will you empower. And Lord, where some of us today have, have felt that the, the soil of our heart just needs a touch from you, thank you, God, that you are hearing our prayers. Lord Jesus, we love you. Love you. And so we're going to finish this morning with breaking bread together. As an act in which we say, we remember that Jesus is because of your broken body that we are gathered here today.
Because of your broken body, we can have hope. Because of your broken body, we have expectation for the future. Because of your broken body, we know that you, Lord Jesus, will heal all sickness, all, all harm, you know, whether in this life or in the life to come. That eternity speaks better of a better, of a better world and a better life. And so we, speak, we, we thank you today, Lord Jesus, for your body, which was broken for us. Let's pause, reflect, offer up grateful hearts and welcome this Jesus into our lives, shall we? We thank you, Lord, for your body which was broken for us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your blood, which was shed for the forgiveness of our sins, to heal our hearts and give us an eternal covenant. We thank you, Jesus. We realise this morning, Lord, that it's not the bread and it is not the drink that we celebrate, but it's you. It's you. And we thank you, Jesus, that you are with each one of us now and walk in our life journey with us. Thank you that you take hold of our hands and you draw us forward as a shepherd calls forth his sheep. We love you, God. We love you, God. So the Lord bless you. Have a great week this week. Blessing of God Almighty, hey, and the power of the Holy Spirit and the, and the love of Jesus be with each one of us this week in all that we do. Gonna just play one more song to finish. I won't come back on screen myself, but be blessed this week, and uh, hopefully see you next week. Do read Luke, won't you? If it means pausing your own reading program for a little while, that's you know. Or if you think you can do both, that's fine. If it means pausing, then do do that, won't you? Discuss in your groups. Do get with people to pray, and let's get prayer, desperate prayer, prayer that calls down the power of heaven, active in our church community. Our town will be blessed, you'll be blessed, and we'll see some things from God. I know we will. God bless you. Have a great week.
sing Him praise. 